Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. The Oakland Athletics have fallen on some hard times lately, so I guess we should be happy that the season is six months long so they can figure this thing out. I'm Allison Fetter, and I'm here with Jane Lee, who covers the A's, of course. And, Jane, um, my goodness, where do we start? Well, let's start with something that actually did not shock me too much, and that's that Jed Lowry is on the disabled list. <laughs> I'm not saying that because I think it's funny, but it's not uncommon for Jed Lowry to be on the DL such a valuable player when he's healthy, which is why when these things come up, it's a bummer, right? Offensively, he's been carrying his weight. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been one of their most consistent guys, especially um, with guys on base, one of the better hitters in the league with guys on base. And, I mean, the, the poor guy's been on, I think this is his ninth trip to the disabled list. And, you know, he's been around for about seven seasons. Um, just kind of crazy. And, and all really just fluke things. Like, this is... Um, this is the product of him fouling a ball off his foot. Um, and so he's got a, it's a really bad contusion. You know, you usually hear, hear contusion and you think, oh, well, it's just a bruise, but um, bad enough to where they knew that they would be out without him for at least a week. Um, you know, maybe just no baseball activity for an entire week. So, you know, after that, then there's, you know, getting him back into things, getting him, um, you know, swinging a bat again, doing all those types of things. So it really just made sense for them to put him on the DL, um, you know, and and bring in someone who can help them in the present. Um, and really unfortunate just because it's such a tough time. Um, it seems like everything that can go wrong is going wrong for this team with, with all the injuries. Um, I mean, the, the woes going on with the pitching, um, particularly the starting pitching, uh, the losses piling up, um, just a really – just a bad stretch for them overall, and this is kind of one of those things that's just, you know, compounding it. Yeah, so we need to we need to talk about the pitching situation. Um, Sonny Gray, my goodness. Uh, between Sonny Gray and, and uh, Sean Mania now also having uh, experienced his really bad outing, um, and that's going to happen with a young pitcher, by the way. So usually they come out like gangbusters, have a couple really good outings, and then teams figure them out a little bit, and then they have to make adjustments. Um, this was just a drubbing, though. So Manaya gave up eight runs over two and two-thirds innings recently in a loss to the Red Sox. Um, we'll, we'll start with that. Before that, it seemed like even when he gave up a handful of runs, like Petra said, um, outside of a handful of pitches, he was outstanding. I guess Stephen Boat said it. So there's still a lot to be looking forward to with him, correct? 
For sure. I mean, this is just, I mean, you know, they're also running into a lot of um, hot-hitting teams. First, they go through Baltimore. Um, now here in Boston, it seems like the Red Sox 1-9 through nine are just, you know, killing the ball. Um, and we've seen that two nights in a row. And, and Minaya, the, the thing for him, his first two starts, he was <laughs> um, typically able to get through the order, you know, one, two times, okay. And it was that third time through the order um, that was hurting him. Last night, it was just from the get-go. Um, and, you know, he thought he was pitching more in than he was, and really he was just pitching in the middle of the plate the entire time. Um, his finger was flat, just didn't have the change-ups, and, I mean, just his fastball was getting destroyed. I think um, yeah, I think the talk, you know, last night, especially on I know on Twitter and um, just listening to everyone, um, the, the Hanley Ramirez home run, I mean, just, an absolute monster shot. Um, and it was kind of, it felt like it was like that. Every ball that was hit was just destroyed off him. Um, and it's one, I think one of those off nights, and of course it's magnified when it is, you know, someone like Sean and I who comes in and top pitching prospect in the organization and expected to be dominant from the get go. And some guys are, um, but some, some guys, it takes a while. It takes an adjustment. And I think it's also hard for a young guy to make those adjustments um, you know, in the middle of the game when it's all happening so quickly. I mean, it really snowballed very quickly on him last night. Um, and I think there was just there was no time for him to make those adjustments. And he said after the game, he don't want to use that as an excuse, but you know, he's going to use it as a learning experience. And he was very stand-up after the game. Um, wasn't, you know, down. Um, you know, really wanted to take the positives from it. And I think that's really what you want to see from a young guy after a game like that. Yeah, and then we move on to Sonny Gray, who uh, quite frankly should be having games like that, and he is. So uh, I was kind of, you know, I read some of the quotes after his start against, I think it was the Mariners, when he said, you know, the positive you can take out of it is that it's the best he felt all year. He gave up seven runs um, and 11 hits in that in a loss. Um, and then his next time out, I guess it was, uh, I don't have how many runs he allowed, but it was the first time that he's allowed like four runs in three straight games. Um, so when do we start pushing the panic button on him? Yeah, I think his next start's important. Um, you know, you look at this three-start stretch, um, he's never had a stretch like this, um, not just in his big league career, but in his life. I mean, the guy has just never failed at anything. Um, you know, the two-sports star growing up, football and baseball, um, He's just that guy that's good at everything, and he's never gone through something like this. And, um, you know, when it's also happening at a time when this team really needs him um, to be that stopper, and, you know, you can't even rely on Sonny Gray. That's, it, it's troubling, but at the same time, you know, I was talking to him today, and he, he was taking me through those three starts, and he said, you know, the first one in Detroit, he only went two innings. Um, he did 60 pitches, and he was like, I just didn't, I didn't have it that day, and that happened. Um, and that start in Seattle you were talking about, he still stands by, you know, what he said, that he, he felt like he had his best stuff. He, he thought it was the weirdest start he's ever had. He's like, you know, usually you pitch into the eighth inning, um, that's a good thing. And then you look at the final numbers, and there were seven runs, um, and that's all obviously not so good. But he really felt good. And, um, you know, so listening to that, you would have expected maybe to see better numbers um, you know, in his most recent start, and 
he he doesn't see anything in particular that's going on. The velocity's there, the movement's there. Um, so he said he's not going to think too much into it. He's not looking for certain things. He's not a video guy, really. He doesn't want to drive himself crazy. He just kind of wants to keep um, pitching like himself, and he thinks that if he does, the results will be there. So maybe this is just one of those um, stretches where uh, you know a handful of bad starts are clustered and. I mean, he did go through kind of a, a rough patch last year, but it was at the end of the year. The team was already out of it, and I think it was just a little easier to overlook it. Um, but again, like things are magnified when the team is going through such a such a rough patch, and they really need him to step up. And and also, um, you know, you look at the numbers too. I mean, it's so early in the season that your ERA is is kind of all over the place. Um, and right now, his is at six, which is by far the highest it's been in his career. Um, and he's just trying to not look at the numbers, per se, and um, just kind of keep going out and, you know, stay true to who he is. I know he was talking to um, David Price in Boston today. It's one of his really good friends. And I think they text each other a lot just saying, you know, um, you know, stay confident, um, you know, be yourself, stay calm, don't get, you know, down on yourself and I think that's really what he's trying to do um just keeping that that positive attitude and maybe it sounds cliche but I think for a guy like him it's that mentality is so important during a time like this just because he hasn't gone through it um you know so I think for for him to you know he sounded genuine about it too just trying to stay positive so um you know we'll see his next start I think you know after that if we see the same results then of course more questions are are going to be asked, and they've already been asked about his health, and everyone insists he's fine, so that's the good news. But, um, you know, obviously if the results aren't there, um, then, then the concern is going to be there eventually. Yeah, especially since it's like if he was scuffling toward the end of last season and then he's having a bad start to this season, I mean, you do have to start uh, putting two and two together and wondering if it equals four, <laughs> you know? I mean, there's, I guess, some red flags there, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and it's, I mean, this is a guy that, you know, you want to be careful with. And when you talk about health concerns, a lot of guys don't don't think there are. Um, and, you know, then you look at someone like Chris Bassett, who for, you know, the first month of the season, um, you know, thought everything was fine. And he just underwent, you know, Tommy John surgery. Um, and I'm not saying that Sonny's case is, you know, anything like Bassett's, but you just never know. Um, and, and Sonny's also never really dealt with arm injuries. So if there is something going on, maybe he doesn't know, but you really just hope that this is one of those stretches that is going to be put behind him and, you know, we're, we're not talking about it for a long time. Yeah. Okay, well, I promise you I'm not going to ask you about it for at least a week. Um, <laughs> so we'll end this on <laughs> Billy Butler, who is – platooning a DH, and he seems to be befuddled by this. Um, that was the only word that I can come up with, and of course I love the word befuddled, but he doesn't <laughs> seem to understand what's going on, that, except that, um, I mean, I'm sure he realizes that production is, is dictating all of this, uh, but would you say that that's pretty accurate, that he's just a little, probably a little put out by what's happening, even though he's masking it very well by his by his comments? Yeah, I mean, he's a little confused, and, you know, I think for fans to hear that, you know, they're going to say, well, you know, look at his numbers. How how can you be confused, you know, if you just looked at his numbers? And, I mean, yeah, he 
he did not have a very good year last year, um, especially when you look at what he's done in his career. And he was brought in um, to be that that everyday DH who who produces, and he just didn't. Um, but you know, coming into this year, he had a really good spring, and then the season started. The A's faced three lefties, um, and he hit well in that series against the White Sox, and then. You saw him sit because the team faced so many right-handers. Um, but, you know, from my standpoint, it's kind of like, well, let him at least write it out. You know, we saw him hit well during spring. We saw what he could do in that first series. Um, you know, I know they're very strict in their platoons, but he wasn't in a platoon last year. And so it didn't work out last year. Maybe um, be a little more flexible at the start just to, just to see because, you know, you obviously have him here for a reason. Um, you projected his numbers um, to be better than they were last year, and you know maybe they still can be. Um, so, and and also part of it is too, you know, he's sitting so much that it's like, well, you know, a team that has so few limited resources um, to be sitting a player making ten million dollars just doesn't make much sense. Um, and it'd be one thing if the offense has been really consistent and and doing well when he's not in the lineup, but. Um, that, that really hasn't been the case. They're starting to um, get the bats going here recently, but um, for for a long while it was it was a pretty inconsistent showing. So, you know, some days you thought, well, maybe stray from from the platoon, get Butler in there, and see what he can do. So, I I understand both sides of it, um, just because of the limited production last year. But you know, if you're Butler, you're wondering, okay, you know, I I do have the the track record. Um, and I was also brought here for three years to, to do one thing, and, and that's to teach. And, um, and I know just based on the roster configuration right now, it's also hard um, for them to get everyone involved. Um, and a way to do that is to use the DH spot to kind of mix and match. And, um, you know, with Kogo Chris being healthy, um, he's been in there most days, and he's either, you know, playing the outfield or dh And so um, – just not a lot of playing time so far for Butler. So I understand, you know, maybe the, the confusion, um, the, the disbelief in his limited playing time. Um, but you'd also kind of like to see what he could do with, with another extended opportunity. Yeah, well, it's interesting to see what's going to happen there. So we will hope for some better times for those A's next time we talk. Thank you so much, Jane. Talk to you soon. All right, thank you. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.